Broadcasting live, weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone under a global boiling alert. So uh, here in the great state of Texas, I think 105 today, and they'll probably let us go after another month or so. Good morning. If you'd like to be on the show, <clears throat> you can join us, 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Uh, you will uh, be um, visited on your screen and on your in your ears and audio from the lovely and talented Martin Armstrong, who comes by from time to time. Just a quick update on what we're doing here. Things are changing big time around the world and here as well. The uh, financial model that, that we've used for 15 years, promoting products and you know getting a little commission each time you buy one is not working any longer. Variety of reasons. You don't want the products, but you just quit after, I don't know, or you don't have the money for them, or I don't, I don't know. Uh, we don't know, but it's not happening. So we're moving into a value for value. We have um, 15 years of audio files on our website, One Radio Network, and our videos. That If you're watching on video now, you uh, have all these for free. So we're asking you to pony up and send us a, you know, a good thing. It's maybe 20 bucks a month, and you have a lot of material uh, uh, for your listening and dancing pleasure for 20 bucks. These days, that's what, half a cup of coffee at, at Starbucks, half a cup or so with inflation. And so we'd like you to do that if you can. We're going to get enough here so we don't even have to depend on, on um, you know, uh, advertisers because that is not just happening. I think people are just, you know, just gauging where they're going to, where they're putting their money. We'll talk to Martin Armstrong about it. But so thanks for doing that. If you're on video, you can see the links to donation tab right there. Just click on it. And we're not going to do it, uh, you know, you got to do it because we just like to keep it uh, as a, um, as a, um, as a choice, and then for those who can't afford 20 bucks or whatever you can do, 15, then you'll take care of those people. So we don't want to make it mandatory. And I don't think we're going to have to the way they're coming in. So thanks for your support. Now, enough of that. Um, we are going to talk more about money on a global scale, about geopolitics, about wars, about fun stuff with the uh, very interesting fellow. His name is Martin Armstrong. Martin it's Armstrong Economics. He writes a little blog there on there and on his uh, website, each uh, new ones all the time. He always has lots of fun facts with the way the world is working. Mr. Armstrong, it is just a pleasure to have you back on again. Thank you for being here. It's always a pleasure to see you, Patrick. How are you doing? I'm just doing fine. We, we were not able to even contact you for a month or so. I don't know if Cassandra told you. But some spooky forces decided that they didn't want our emails to work any longer. So we, we, were sending, we were sending invitations and nobody responded back. But you never got them. So, you know. That's, we're finding that as well. Are you? Uh, some clients are saying that they're not getting emails from us. And it seems as though uh, they'll get two out of five or something like that. And they're censoring everything now. That's really what's going on. Yes. So it depends upon what uh, the you know the tagline is or something like that in the email. Yeah. And um, so a lot of 
people they just have to go to the site because they they can't even trust their emails anymore maybe it's something that we said i'm just kidding i guess you get put on the bad boys list and i guess with the way geeky things are these days martin armstrong that these people can pull it off any way they want right because my friends and family were getting emails but people that i wanted to have on the show were not you and other folks tom luongo and uh, john titus other money guy we get on and um they just weren't getting them. Just not, you know. So, just crazy. Well, it's it. I mean, this is part of the of. It's a sign of the times, as they say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this is how they uh, basically conquer a country. Uh, you divide all the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take like the ch- transgender uh, issue. Google how many people actually claim to be transgender. It's zero point four percent. Is that what it is? Zero point. That's it. <laughs> okay, but you, the way it's presented. Yeah. It, this is being done, and I feel sorry for those people largely. And I know you know gay people are getting thrown in the same you know sure. under the same bus. That it's really to divide everybody, and as long as you divide everybody. Um, then it's easier to conquer them. I mean, mm. I mean, Julius Caesar came up with that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, he <clears throat> conquered Gaul and he was outnumbered 10 to 1. If they ever had gotten all together at one time, <clears throat> he wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm. Um, and that's where he came up with his thing, you know, take off, pick off one at a time, and you're okay, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And that's what they do. I mean, that's what um, Hitler did. I mean, it's it's a known strategy. Um, you know, <clears throat> they were doing with the Black Lives Matter, you know, and um, I mean, we have a couple of, of black girls who work on our staff and they were furious about it because they said it was being taken over by people who had nothing to do with the, with the movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's this is what it is. I mean, whatever movement you want to call somebody else comes in and takes over uh and they they use it to divide and conquer and um, it, the it was an interesting lawsuit against amazon for by the union workers i think it was in alabama mm-hmm. uh, and <clears throat> what came out of it was amazon had what they called the diversity index and the more diverse you have your workforce the less likely they are to band together uh, and form a union because the blacks won't talk to the whites oh, and then the spat ah, you know, very clever you, you, yeah. it's it's a strategy and the more diverse it gets the less likely they are to to band together and and that's exactly what's going on in the country martin armstrong is with us join us at triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six he really digs in. He's got a lot of different sources. Do you have any intel sources or opinions, whichever word you, excuse me, you want to use on this whole Maui thing? Uh, what do you What do you think went on here? I mean, there's so much evidence that it wasn't just some wildfire. But you know, I get pretty conspiracy geeky things, so I got to watch. I I can go over the edge. No, I know, it, <laughs> you know it's it's you know whatever you want to. Uh, talk about they immediately come out and say it's a conspiracy theory i mean they used to do that with ufos in the 60s and 70s you know um uh and it look 
things like that have been taking place for a long time. They blame Nero over that. You know, he burnt down half of Rome so he could build his palace. But uh, <laughs> the 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 part that at least raises red flags is that you have some of these cities that have uh, joined on to the smart city idea. Uh, and and that is making a lot of people wonder, you know, was this intentional? Mm-hmm. You're getting the same thing coming out of, of Canada. Uh, and I know people in BC, they just feel that something's just not right. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, you know, in starting these fires, you know, they call it, uh, oh, see, this is evidence of global warming, so we have to tax you more. Uh, I mean, so it, it comes from a lot of different areas. Um, but, you know, look, wildfires have been starting from lightning from for centuries. Uh, and, you know, from somebody didn't put out a campfire. Uh, you know, it, it's not global warming. I mean, it's uh, it in Australia, they, they did control fires to actually burn down sections so that when the fires do come, it doesn't you know, spread all over the whole place. Um, This Green New Deal global warming motif that's been running and seems, doesn't, it feels like Martin Armstrong, this is the belly of the beast at the top. And so this all filters down to everything, right? Gas stoves, electric cars, uh, you know, carbon credits, really control and power. This is really the ultimate, isn't it? Well, look, you have to understand, um, I've been dealing with governments for 40 years. I know. And the, I've been you know, warning them that, look, you can't continue to borrow year after year with no intention of paying anything back. And they would always just say, yeah, but you know, we're different. We're the government. You know? And now you're approaching the point where um, we're looking at a thousand, um, you know, Knives are basically cutting us all apart at this stage in the game. Uh, this year, we're looking at interest expenditures on the national debt will probably reach about a trillion dollars. Oh, at least, I think, isn't it? It must I be. remember during Reagan when the national debt hit a trillion and everybody was yeah. freaking out. This is just the interest, uh, the yearly interest on the debt. It, Martin, it's got to be if the bonded debt is 32, and I don't believe that. So, the, I, you know, they cook the books. Say it's 35, I mean... It, even at four percent, that's what one point two trillion. You know that. Yeah. Right? Mean, look, it's yeah. It, it, the, the problem is, is that um, we put on our site, you know, a chart. Yeah. We just added up all the interest expenditures since World War Two. The interest in all the bonded the, debt on the bonded debt. That everything we spent on interest since the beginning. Oh, cool. Okay, and. We're approaching basically 70% of the national debt. It's just interest. It didn't go to build roads, uh, help orphans and little old ladies or anything of that nature. It's, it's interest. And that is what I've been warning them about, that eventually the interest consumes everything. All right. And, you know, within less than 10 years, I mean, it's going to be, you know, that's the outpace everything. I mean, healthcare, military, you name it. Uh, 
because they don't pay off the debt. They just keep rolling it. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what this global warming and all this nonsense is about. They, um, you know, when, when Klaus Schwab is saying you own nothing and be happy, he's trying to make it sound like they're going, you know, it, you're the problem when they are. And they're going to default. And now that wipes out pension funds, everything. All right. Uh, Social Security, go on. Uh, and so by saying um, you'll own nothing and be happy because you, we're going to relieve you of your debt when it's them that basically have to do it. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at that's what the, the central bank digital currency is about. They will eliminate cash because anybody that deals in cash is old. They're not paying taxes. And that's the problem. <laughs> you know, uh, we're always the problem, never them. So they're going to move to this digital currency. And, um, you know, I would be very careful about having crypto or anything like that. They will confiscate it. They're, you know, these people that say, oh, crypto will be the, the, ex no, <clears throat> this is about power. All right. Do you really think they're going to allow you to have an alternative? Hmm. Um, I mean, they're going to this extreme. Forget it. All right. <clears throat> I would be concerned that once they put that in, it's it's, you know, Christine Lagarde, the head of the ECB, has already come out and admitted, yes, there will be controls. All right. They will control what you're allowed to buy or sell. Certainly. And. Yeah. Um, I would bet what they were going to do is, is basically prevent you from buying gold or silver when the CBDs are there. Now, they're probably not going to go around confiscating it and say, giving everything you have in your shoebox, you know. Uh, but if you have anything in a storage facility that they know about, I would be very concerned about that. Um, they're not going to allow any alternative. Because if there's an alternative, they lose power. That's what this is about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the real they crypto default, nerds, they think that they're going to be able to control everything. everything. And that's this totalitarian state that we're moving. The real crypto nerds, you know, the, the Bitcoiners, they, they keep uh, railing on <clears> the <throat> idea that there's just no way that the government can um, bomb Bitcoin. They could make it illegal but this period of oh, period, yeah. right? They, they, they'll probably just make it illegal, right? No, they can actually... <clears throat> you think they can get the, rid of it? The Achilles heel for that is that anybody that is has a computer and they're mining it, um, suddenly you find yourself, oh, you're a bank, all right? <clears throat> Have you... Um, you know, are you complying with all the rules and regulations? Know your customer look, and everything. <laughs> look, I was in the gold business before, for 1980 going up. And I can tell you the reason I retired, the IRS walked in and said, we've determined that you're a bank. And uh, it's you were supposed to report every transaction $10,000 or more. And it's a $50,000 fine per transaction that you didn't report. Oh, God. So, and I looked at him and I said, what, you just want the keys? You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and they said, no, we understand that you didn't realize you were a bank. I said, no, I did not know that. 
And their interpretation was that gold was never uh, demonetized. And it still said it was money in the Constitution. So therefore, I was a bank without knowing I was a bank. They came in and they, um, I couldn't stop them. I talked to my lawyers and I said, look, there's nothing you can do. They came in and they just rummaged through our all our accounts, uh, every transaction. They went out and then audited over 3,000 people. Uh, and I quit. I mean, I said, I said, that's it. I walked by the desk one day, one day and the IRS agent was there. And I saw him pulling out names of 3,000 and 2,000. And I said, hey, I thought this was 10,000 or more. He actually turned around and looked at me and says, if you don't have any problems, keep your mouth shut. Really? This guy was sitting That's, in your office. They, so what were oh you doing? Yeah, they you, came in, they took over the place. You were selling bullion? Back, but That's you were why selling. I retired. I said, forget it. I don't want to be you know, no. classified as a bank. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not going to do all this crazy stuff. So I quit. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, they can do that to anybody in the Bitcoin you know, mining field. Um, I know. I've been there. I've seen what they did to the metals in 1980. Um, and <clears throat> look, I know guys in the in the refining business. They have to account for every gram where it comes from and where it went. Mm, mm, mm. Um, it's so that they're tracking everything. And if you really think Bitcoin or something like that is going to be your savior and you'll be able to hide money there or whatever, good luck. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to happen. You you're you're happen. better off with tangible assets. And that's why a lot of the smart people have been buying metals off, you know, and now real estate, art, collectors, coins, you name it. Um, I mean, I'm in Florida and I still get calls three, at least three a week. Gee, you want to sell your house? No, thank you. Where am I going to go? Chicago? You know, <laughs> um, it's it's in, incredible. I spoke to a, a realtor that I know locally, and he said, "Look, he says houses that are like one to five million dollars, people are just coming in paying cash, hmm. no mortgages. So it's it's people trying to get off the grid, and if you really look at the numbers." Over a, a, a trillion dollars has already with, been withdrawn from all the banks. Where'd it go? It, that's where it's going. It's real estate, um, anything that's physical, tangible, that's that's the only way to get off the grid. Well, um, so there's a lot of chatter out there with um, well-meaning uh, people that continue to put out the idea that a lot of these countries are going to have a asset-backed or gold-backed currency. The latest uh, story is um, the BRICS who are meeting these next couple of days mm -hmm. that they're going to do some kind of digital gold-backed thing or, or some currency. Why would they do that? I mean, and can they do it if they wanted to? They're, I mean, I don't understand if you have a fiat thing it's, not backed by anything, why you would do it. Why would you do it? They won't. Um, it, look. <laughs> they won't. In, in order to have a gold-backed currency, I mean, this this theory runs around. It's always, oh, it sounds great. Yeah. Do you realize to do that, you have to change the entire political system? 
how can a, a politician run and say, vote for me and, um, you know, I'll give you X, Y, and Z. All that has to stop. You know, so the whole Marxist socialistic system cannot survive <clears throat> without deficit spending. Cannot. So you can't have deficit spending on a gold-backed currency. <laughs> I mean, you just can't um, the two of them are, are dramatically, you know, opposed to each other. The government would have to fail first before you ever get to something like that. You mentioned a bit ago that the idea that they could default and then uh, pension funds and, and such could really get eaten up. You think that's possible? I mean, so many people are just dependent on that. And uh, I mean, it would just be a revolution, wouldn't it? Just be people in the streets? Yes, I mean, what their scheme is, that's the, the um, you know, the guaranteed basic income. Right. It would then replace all the pension funds that you lost. I see. They think they can pull this off. Um, and look, COVID was, was basically a test case to see if we are, in fact, um, you can read a book. It's called Obedient to Authority by Stanley Milgram. Um, and <clears throat> after World War II, people were saying, oh, the Germans are just different. Uh, they killed all these Jews and with no remorse. Mm. So Stanley basically conducted an experiment. Uh, and I highly recommend looking at it because it explains today. He took people off the street from like New York, London, whatever, put an actor in a room, connected a whole bunch of, of leads to him, and then said, uh, here's some questions. And every time he gets it wrong, you have to shock him and just keep going higher yeah, and higher. I've seen that film. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and he would scream, oh, please. And they kept doing it. And this was just people off the street. And he concluded, and he put out a book in 1974. It's called Obedient to authority hmm. and as long as you perceive that the government or some authority is telling you to do something you will torture somebody and um <laughs> that's what they count on and covid was a test all right um and they're planning another pandemic for the same for the same thing and because they know civil unrest is going to rise with all this nonsense i see and um lock them down i'm doing a i'm doing a special report on the whole cbdc issue and look countries have effectively canceled currencies and come out with a new one many times mm -hmm. and it always leads to massive civil unrest um even when the u.s did that from continental currency to the u.s dollar I mean, there was the Panic of 1785, the Panic of 1790, 91, 92. I mean, there were shortages of food, uh, shortages of money. That sparked the whole French Revolution. I mean, you know, people don't want to connect the dots. Governments don't want you to connect the dots. But th it, that's what it was. There was a chronic shortage of money when you switch from one to another. Uh, and... That's what we're likely to see. I mean, the same thing happened in, in Nigeria, which was the test case for the CBDCs. Uh, it's 
they are look they will use the whole covid type thing another disease or something like that to justify locking us down yes to to contain any idea of a civil unrest and we'll accept it that's what they believe that we are you know well, we'll do whatever uh we're told to do as you well know there's a new one already and uh, what is it c50 or i don't know what it is you know they just make it up and uh Already, there are Lionsgate in Hollywood, Rutgers University, universities around the country are telling people they have to be injected to go in class and masking. So they're going to roll this out really soon. I mean, it's it's already oh, being yeah. rolled out, and uh, a lot of people will do it. A lot of people will do You're it. Probably looking at October yeah. to December period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just getting started. I mean, they know this. I mean, this is all about the entire monetary system is really collapsing. Hmm. And how do they get from point A to point B? And to do that, they have to control us. They have to. Uh, Otherwise, they know, like you said, you people have worked their whole life and suddenly so security's not there where they're going to start storming the White House with pitchforks. Yeah. Um, I mean, whoa. I mean, um, I guess I think they're going to start with means testing, aren't they? Start cutting people on the lower level, the kids, and say you can't get so much, and maybe even take people that are getting two thousand a month now and say, well, you know, Martin, you're making too much. We're going to cut you down to fifteen hundred so we can make this thing work. They may do that, right, little by little. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, look, this is part of the the whole agenda that mm. it, it doesn't, you know. I, back in the 90s, was called in and I worked for Congress. I was asked to to, uh, come up with a system to make uh, Social Security a wealth fund. And I did. Uh, I said, okay, fine, this is how we do it. So, you know, fund managers put in their their resume and we, we picked that. The Democrats wouldn't vote for it. They said they wanted to be able to change the fund managers when they got back in power. And I said, look, this is, I don't care who they voted for. If they didn't even vote, that's fine. I don't care. It's, <laughs> you base it on the track record. You know, uh, it's like, but I mean, look, this is what all this, even this woke agenda is all about dividing us yes, sir. as much as possible so that we do not all get together, figure out, hey, what's going on, and then rise up against them. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's always divide and conquer. Yes, sir. Martin Armstrong is with us. Care to join us? 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Um, let, let's move on to uh, Ukraine a bit. You, you did, you've written a lot on the whole Russian thing. It doesn't look like this is going to stop. They just keep sending money over there. What What do you think the globalists who are controlling Biden and everybody else what do you think their end game is? Do they want to try to overthrow Putin? You've written a lot about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I <clears throat> I know some of them. Um, I know Bill Crystal, who started the Weekly Standard. I mean, um, Bill used to teach, you know, politics based at, in, in Philadelphia at, at Penn State. Um, so I was from the same area. I mean, that's basically... Um, I think back then he was not necessarily as as a rabid uh, as he is today, but he's the one that wrote the book to to go into Iraq mm-hmm. and 
their theory is, uh, and, and it's, it's self-delusional, and it's never worked once, but <clears throat> uh, they tell themselves if they go in and they overthrow Putin, the you know all the Russians will cheer and give them like a ticker tape parade. They they did that for you know they tried that for Iraq didn't work. Mm -hmm. All right, <clears throat> you can Google um, Tony Blair's <clears throat> apology for Iraq. It's very enlightening. He says we thought we were saving them, and then ended up they got you know more sectorial violence. Uh, and <clears throat> Saddam Hussein at least kept all the crazies in check. <laughs> you know, yes. once you took him out, that was it. Then ISIS comes, or beheading people. I mean. Uh, they they took out Gaddafi. They you know they were, they tried that with Syria. This idea that you remove these governments and suddenly there's uh, the people will cheer is just nonsense. But I personally think that it goes back to when Khrushchev stood up and said, "We will bury you." That they all got their you know. <clears throat> Uh, their backs up stiff and said, okay, well, we're going to conquer the world with, with democracy. But <clears throat> we don't live in a democracy at all. It's all propaganda. Um, do they come to us and say, gee, uh, shall we go to war with Russia? Do we get a chance to vote on that? No. Um, then they they basically draft uh, the youngest. Do they have a right to say yes or no? No. I mean, that was the whole thing with Vietnam. You were 18. You're old enough to die for your country. You were not old enough to even have a drink. And you certainly weren't allowed to vote. <laughs> That's democracy. <laughs> um, anyways, but <clears throat> this is it. That these, I think they think that ever since <clears throat> Khrushchev, that they can <clears throat> take over the whole world. And uh, I know for a fact when uh, Reagan wanted to meet with Gorbachev, they were all against it. They said, oh, you can't, uh, you know, you can never trust the Russian. Don't don't meet with him. Uh, and, you know, then then they in, in the book I published, the, you know, the, the plot to seize Russia. Mm -hmm. I got a hold of all the declassified documents from the Clinton administration. Uh, they effectively tried to take over Russia. They invited it to join NATO. Uh, and Gorbachev was thinking about it, and that's why they, you know, the far right over there staged a coup. That's when Yeltsin stood on the on the tank and, you know, and all that stuff in, in 1991. That was all instigated by us trying to, to take control of them and join them in, into NATO. And then you would have been right up against China and then go in there. I mean, look, I mean, these people are just, they don't think about peace ever. They don't understand history. Um, uh, and this nonsense of, of one world government will eliminate war, that's not true. It's just not true. I mean, just look at the Roman Empire, one government, and how many civil wars did they have? Um, you know, it it's culture is is there. I mean, I when they were creating the euro, they came to me and I told them this was not going to work. You have to consolidate the debts to, to have a single interest rate. And they said, well, we just want to create the euro first, then we'll worry about the debts later, which they never have. 
But so, I told him, I said, look, I mean, you, it, what made America great was actually discrimination. Hmm. He said, oh, gee, what do you mean? I said, everybody who was, got off the boat uh, to get a job, he had to speak English. I said, so today you ask an American, what are you? He goes, well, I'm half German, half Irish, whatever. You don't see that over there because the languages keep them apart and the cultures keep them apart. I mean, I've been in Greece when they were protesting against the Germans. They're all dressed up as Nazis running down the street and afraid, you know. I mean, the memories are very long. I mean, I, I was called into Yugoslavia and... um you know, I was in a meeting and they said, oh, you know what they did to us? They killed 700 of us and put us and threw us into a common grave. And I thought I missed something in the news. I said, really? I said, when did this happen? Oh, about 600 years ago. I said, oh, yes, that one. Okay. <laughs> Martin, the, the memories go back for a long time. It, it appears, talking to people like you and others, if you look at the big picture, that this plan with this new pandemic, which is obviously coming, and then the central bank digital currencies, the Green New Deal, uh, interest rates, uh, housing, you know, that's very slow right now. That This is an entire operation to just drive this country into to the ground. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. Is that close? Look, the whole thing is this one world government stuff. And who do they intend to put in charge of it? It's the United Nations. Yes, sir. Um, and they will step in as the great savior, you know, and negotiate peace and all this other kind of stuff. But first you have to create the chaos. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, it, look, interest rates are going to continue to rise. They must, right? These people, you know, these people just look at, oh, what the Fed and CPI and, and unemployment. That's very nice. But you have the neocons, um, going after russia so they've already divided the world economy there they, with the sanctions so now uh china has you know their their alternative to the swift system as you were talking about with the BRICS. all right but these morons then they they go and they attack uh china oh we're going to be there with with uh, taiwan and all the rest of this stuff <clears throat> china is the number one or at least was the the number one holder of u.s government debt so what do you do do you go to them and say gee can you please lend me a hundred billion dollars so i can build some missiles so i can shoot your ass <laughs> i mean it, it doesn't make sense um they're selling off u.s debt by the billions every month you you do not support uh your enemy uh it, it's just it's nuts so if they can't sell the debt, interest rates have to rise. I don't care what the Fed says. This is not about inflation. I mean, that's only part of it. You have to look at the whole picture of what is really going on here. And then more and more debt is bought up by the Fed, which is then money printing, which is inflationary. So that adds to it as well, when there's new money coming out. Yeah, look, before Brenton Woods collapsed in 71, um, the theory was it was less inflationary if you borrowed versus you printed. Because you, you borrowed, you were taking some of the cash in the system uh, out. Yeah, you're sucking it. Okay. Out. Right. Then what happened is that if you went to trade futures, 
you can buy you buy T bills and post them as collateral. So the debt now is collateral. It's just simply money that pays interest. So all these people that bash the, the Fed, that's very nice. But the Fed's not the problem. The problem is, you know, across the street on Capitol Hill. Because mm-hmm. they just, you know, borrow and borrow and borrow. Now, if they cannot sell the debt, all right, then you're looking at more inflationary because the Fed has to buy it yes, domestically. Yes. All right. If China is buying it, it's not affecting domestic inflation. Right. Yeah. But when the Fed has to buy it, now it's domestic inflation because the cash is going into the system here. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well said. So China uh, still got about a difference. Yeah, China still got about a trillion. They still hold. Yeah, they I mean, still they're hold not them. dumping everything yeah. to create a panic. Yeah. Uh, because they're just trying to get their money out. Yeah. Do you think there has to be there has to be some kind of event, or is this going to be a slow boil? to introduce the central bank digital currencies, Martin Armstrong, in this country. Do, do you think they have to come up with something, aliens or something, to, to make this thing work? Probably the pandemic again. Oh, really? Uh, the last one is when they started this stuff that, oh, cash is dirty and you get sick right. from, from handling it. Right. So all of a sudden you went to a lot of stores, we no longer take cash. Right. You're really that much of a moron. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Money has been around since 700 BC. I don't think you know a pandemic started because of that, but it was a great excuse. And so the next one, they will say, "Oh, see, it's all because people are using cash, mm. and those evil people we have to take it away from." But you know, it's it's look. I like I said, I've been in meetings for years, and <clears throat> there are no mirrors in Washington or Brussels. Uh, if there's a problem, it's always us. Always. 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 Never there. So on the CB, central bank digital currencies, these are, you think these will be called dollars? And how do you deal with the probably 40 trillion, I, I don't we don't even know what it is, dollars that are out there circling around the world. How do you deal, how do you deal with that? Have you thought that through, what they might try to do? That's going to be the real problem. That's the problem. Because about 70% of the dollars are outside the country. Yes, sir. The physical paper dollars. Mm. Um, but they're used in countries like Russia and they're used in China. Um, back, New York Magazine used to, you know, they called it the money plane. Uh, they were sending skids $100 bills to Russia back then. Um, and <clears throat> so all those people will basically kind of be screwed in a way uh and i remember when they were coming out with a new hundred dollar bill i was flying on a plane and there were advertisements inter- you know on international flights oh the old ones are still valid it's okay you know because the united states has never canceled the currency whereas europe and britain etc they cancel currencies all the time uh india canceled their currencies uh nigeria canceled i mean this is standard operational procedure uh, I would suspect that when they do that and they move to digital currencies and you got a hundred thousand in cash, you walk in, oh, where'd you get that from? Okay, did you pay your taxes? Then you get audited. So there'll be people that that have uh maybe cash that they didn't pay the taxes on and you know, they're just gonna have to let it expire. 
so uh, and lose it. What would people actually have digital things on their phone and also digital dollars in their bank account at the same time? Would they be separate? <clears throat> no, they will probably um, basically just convert everything that's in the in the banks to whatever the di new digital currency is. They can do that. Uh, most people in this country are paying with credit cards or things of that nature. So from that perspective. Uh, they don't see a problem. They're looking at um, what they estimate is the underground economy is about 20%. 20%. Uh, so that's mm. what they're after. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you hire that evil 16-year-old girl next door to, to watch the kids while you and your wife go out. Oh, she didn't pay her taxes. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, that 13-year-old kid that comes by and cuts your lawn. Oh, and you gave him 20 bucks. You know, I used to get $2 back then. But, uh, I understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it, this is it. I mean, uh, you know, their view is that you find a $100 bill in the parking lot, where's our 50%? <laughs> That's right. Where's our... Martin Armstrong has a, a, an article, and we've read a little bit about it. I actually put a lady on our, our Facebook about the digital ID in China. They're really hardcore about this. They're, this lady that we had saw the video, she cannot literally buy food unless she's got right. a, a little digital thing going. Wow. And that, hardcore. This is what they're, they're planning on doing. Uh, it's, um, <clears throat> look, I mean, this is, it, it, this is about power. So those people who think that Bitcoin is going to survive, you've got to be a kid. You know, your delusion, you know, this is about total, absolute power. And that's what they want. All right. They know they're losing it. And the more they know they're losing it, basically, the more authoritarian they become. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I look, mean, this is Klaus Schwab's, uh, you know. Wet dream, right? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this is um, he and I have been going back, back and forth for a long time. Um and we started our World Economic Conference or in 1985. He started his first uh, big conference in 1987. Mm. Um, Marcus Vetter did the film on me uh, called The Forecaster. And he, you know, he ended up having Marcus do a, a film on him called The Forum. Uh, it, look, it, I mean, the latest trick was he found somebody with the name Martin Armstrong and put out of the things. Martin Armstrong's part of the WEF. Right. I was getting emails about that. I said, "Sorry, not me." <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, it's it's not me. Um, so um, let, let's talk a little bit about our peeps around the world that listen to the show, and you have a big base that you always post this on your site as well. So let's let's just get real real clear about it. If if we have gold and silver coins, numismatic coins, or bricks and bars of stuff, um, is our whole job in the world is to protect those and not let anybody know we have them, and then we could liquidate them slowly to to stay out of the C central bank digital currency thing, Martin Armstrong? Well, I don't think you're going to be able to stay out of the... Yeah. the, the you won't be able to buy food like that girl from China. Right. Um, so uh, you'll have to be at least in the system some way or some way, somehow. Uh, but there probably will be, as always, some sort of black 
uh, market. Sure, sure. And I think that will be like the silver coins from 64 and back. And below. Uh, yeah. um, gold, things of that nature. I mean, uh, paper dollars will be gone, that's that sort of stuff. But, you know, and I would use... Uh, I would use the coins because you're looking at the average person, okay? And there are videos on YouTube that somebody was offered a bar of silver and a bar of chocolate, and they took the chocolate, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, Because not everybody knows what even, you know, is that really a silver bar? Maybe it's nickel. Maybe it's lead. They don't know that. And they don't know that pre-64 coins are silver. I mean, not too many people know that. I mean, a few but they'll they'll figure that out easily mm. and we'll have a date mm-hmm. so they'll just look at the date oh okay fine 65. this is all right yeah this is good. you have to look at at the the you know the, the basic common denominator here and just because you know what a silver bar is doesn't mean the other guy will um but as this gets out i mean we have somebody i've been working with for 25 years we're going to mention here in a minute where you can get pre sixty five, they used to call them bags of silver. Remember bags? Yeah. And I, you know, uh, they used pre- to trade on the Chicago Exchange. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. But th- there's going to be a real shortage of these once this really becomes more aware to more people, right? I mean, you only have so many pre sixty five dimes, quarters, and halves, and silver dollars that were made. It's a very limited supply. A lot of them were just melted down. Um, it was more profitable yeah, to melt sure. them down back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, today there's more of a premium to them, but, yeah. uh, so they're not melting them down. But, you know, as far as getting uh, huge quantities or something like that, probably not. You're not going to put, like, millions of dollars in them. Um, yeah, but, you probably couldn't get that much if you, if you wanted to, right? I mean. Probably not. Probably not. Um, then they you might would, be able to get a few bags. And theoretically, they, they're going to become more valuable even above the silver since there's going to be a limited supply of these. So I might buy some now. Yeah, they're, right? they're already above the silver content. Um, oh, sure. Um, they, yeah. trade, they trade above that yeah. already. There's a premium to that. Um, but, you know, look, I don't see this lasting more than, you know, after 2032 where we're going to end up uh, looking at a new form of government. We have to start, you know, figuring out um i mean we don't live in a democracy it's a republic all right and a republic is um a representative all right and we have no term limits and that's the problem yeah a democracy of athens uh was that true the women didn't vote but neither did your son or somebody else the head of the household voted and he was like the representative for everybody that was in the house but the question was <clears throat> like do we go to war against sparta yes no all right you didn't have this socialism type thing and there really was no need for a woman to vote until you started getting into these social issues that affect individuals um and that's why the founding fathers outlawed direct taxation. Hmm. It was indirect. Yeah. So yeah. you went and you bought something that was sales tax. They didn't have to know how much you had. Would you would you eat for breakfast today or where would you go? <laughs> you know, I mean, now they have to track everything. You know, it's like uh, it's, it's absolutely you know crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, 
Uh, Martin, let me, let me take a little break here and uh, stay right there. Martin Armstrong, Patrick Timpone, uh, is uh, uh, email patrick at oneradionetwork.com if you have a question for Mr. Armstrong, or you can call if you want. Number is up there in the front page. So um, to this whole uh, gold and silver coin thing, uh, numismatic coins, I, I've known Fred Dashevsky for 25 years. There's a whole thing about, you know, the banks know your customers. I know Fred, and he has a, a company uh, called U.S. Coin uh, Capital. Oh, I think I'll put the number up there. And uh, that's not the right one. Oh, oh. From oh, the Hill Country. If I knew how to work my mouse, man, we would be better here. Anyway, it's U.S. Coin Capital. And I've known Fred for 25 years. He was a partner of Andrew Goss, who really my mentor in the world of money for, for many years. And uh, they started a company. And now um, Fred, after Andrew left with a uh, aneurysm three or four years ago, his company is 800-878-2646. It is U.S. Coin Capital. Fred's a very ethical fellow. I've known him, as I said, for 25 years. Uh, he has a small staff, but and he has access to these pre-64 um, dimes, quarters, halves, and silver dollars. We call currency silver. We used to call them junk silver, but you know I wouldn't do that junk silver thing. And they are um, uh, above the silver content as far as cost, but you can get them. It's affordable. I think the the minimum that you have to go with is $1,000 with Fred. But call him and see what he has and see if you want to get some of this stuff and bury it in your yard or put it in your underwear drawer and have it around, and it may just come in handy someday. 800-878-2646. Now, he also has a lot of numismatic coins. St. Gardens is one of the faves, and these are collectible coins and at whatever grade you can afford, You know, and they're all graded by a third-party uh, NGC in in plastic containers so you know exactly what they're worth. I mean, you can go online or go into a coin shop and say, I got this, and, you know, they'll, they'll buy it from you. They do. They just buy these things. Uh, you know, but you can sell them back to Fred, and you're going to get more selling them back to him if you need to liquidate. But this is real American money. He doesn't sell bars and bricks and stuff, as Martin alluded to, these days, you don't even know. I mean, unless you have a magic machine like in Goldfinger, you won't even tell if the gold is gold. I don't know if I just go out and buy a bar. How would you know? But don't get me started. But real American money, this is money that was printed uh, at, the, at, the, um, uh, at the government, uh, whatever they call the thing, uh, at the Mint, and uh, they're all graded and the third-party graded. And uh, this is real American money. And back in 33, I don't know if you know this, but back in 33 when they called in all the gold and they wanted everybody to turn in their gold, which most people did, I guess. I wasn't around. You know, numismatic coins were not on the list. That's right. Numismatic coins were not on the list. Numismatic coins also have a, a nice feature where you can buy coins from Fred uh, on U.S. Coin Capital, and it's a private transaction. That's it private transaction. Nobody knows but you and Fred. It's up to you to pay the taxes on it when you sell it. You know, it's up to you. Now, if you buy gold, bars and bricks and all that stuff, that is not a private transaction. There's all kinds of paperwork that goes along with that. So uh, that's another advantage of numismatic coins. So you have the collectible value, right? 23 St. Gardens and also 
the silver and gold content. And they're not making any more of these babies. So pretty cool. Check Fred out. Call him. Tell him I sent you. 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. If you're on video, if you go below the video, you'll see three links there. One to our donation page. Please click on that and consider sending us 15 or 20 bucks a month so we can do our thing here and uh, so I don't have to work for a living. And <laughs> and right now, um, my social security is almost covering my mortgage. So we figured it out. We don't have to really make all that much, probably $3,000 a month in donations. And we're good. We can rock and roll uh, for a long time without selling another product. So that's not going to take a lot of you at 20 bucks a month to get there. And that's what we're working on. So please consider doing that. The links are on the front page of One Radio. Uh, sorry, right underneath us on BitChute, where our video is. Also, our website. Click on that. You find 15 years of, of uh, audio files. 15 years. All free. So that's another reason why you want to support us, maybe. And then the, uh, the, our store. And if you're interested in some of the products, all these links are right underneath the video on BitChute on OneRadioNetwork.com, where you're watching Martin Armstrong right now. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Who, by the way, is looking pretty dapper today, Martin Armstrong. Do you, do you, do you take care of yourself? Do you worry, can, diet and all that stuff? Do you, do you do a good job? Yeah, no, I try to <clears throat> make sure that I don't uh, gain <laughs> a huge amount of weight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What do you spend most of your time on during the day? Uh, um, what, what kind of things do you look at and analytics that you do for your customers? Talk about that a bit. Oh, well, um, we're probably really the only real uh, international advisors. I mean, we, huh. um, the system we have, Socrates, is covering everything. It, it, it puts out over a thousand reports uh, every day on instruments completely around the world. Uh, you name it. Uh, hmm. From Romania, that mean it's India. We're, we uh, the, the main advantage has been that um, being a an international hedge fund manager. Mm -hmm. You understand, um, you have to look at the entire world. It, it's different than looking at being a domestic fund manager, oh, what's the Fed going to do today? Uh, the wild cards always come from the outside. Uh, and that's what we have to pay attention to. Uh, like you, you talked about the Ukrainian war. Mm -hmm. uh, the United States was bankrupt in 1896. That's when J.P. Morgan had to, you know, arrange a, a, a hundred million dollar loan uh, in gold to bail out the Treasury. By the end of World War One, we had already displaced Britain as the as the financial capital. And by the end of World War Two, we ended up with 76 percent of the official world gold reserves. That's why the dollar became the reserve mm. currency. Mm. So it was war that completely wiped out Europe. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, wars have have a very important um, 
impact, both in, inflationary and it changes the the economy and the future, the outlook. So, I mean, how can you forecast the United States and not look outside? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I understand. I mean, that's where you get um, sidetracked. That's where you 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 lose money. Um, like. <clears throat> I mean, back in, in 1985, uh, I was called in and they were creating the G5. And this is the way government really works. They, they called like 35 of us um, and they say, oh, gee, how do we save the world? Oh, very sorry, your 10 minutes is up. Next. <laughs> uh, and then they stand up with their conclusion, which had nothing to do with what anybody testify yeah, about it's like speed dating right <laughs> pretty much yeah and, and <laughs> they then created right. the plaza accord mm -hmm. and they stood up and um they said they were, were going to push the dollar down by 40 percent i wrote to the white house and um i said this is completely nuts you're going to create this panic you know a crash within within a couple of years which turned out to be the 87 crash the white house had to respond um so i mean bro sprinkle sent me you know a nice two-page letter back you know <clears throat> you had just sold a third of the national debt to japan and then you stand up and you say you're going to make the dollar down 40 percent and i said don't you understand that they're going to sell Oh, why would they? Because they're going to lose money. <laughs> I mean, these people do not understand international finance at all. Amazing. Amazing. The 87 crash came. <clears throat> um, they wanted me to come into that. And I said, sorry, not interested. It's just a dog and pony show. So they started calling friends of mine. Uh, and they were like, Marty, come on, you got to go into this commission because they're going to come take all our computers away they were blaming computer trading back then and that's the only thing that got me in i went all right fine <clears throat> they <clears throat> didn't understand anything uh, and they they launched an investigation going to all these fund managers well why did you sell and they said, look, the Dow was down, you know, a thousand points one day. And you picked up the phone and everybody asked why. And nobody knew. So then the rumors went crazy. Well, maybe the president was shot with a bullet dipped in cyanide. I mean, uh, Russia just invaded Europe. I mean, nobody knew. So you sell because you don't know. So you had all these fund managers panicking and selling because there was no news. Wow. If it's the Fed raised interest rates, okay, fine. You know, there'll be a knee-jerk reaction. You don't panic. You know you ex what to expect. <clears throat> so you can look at the, you know, the end of the Brady Commission report. I, the, my greatest accomplishment with them was at the end, they said, well, we think foreign exchange had something to do with it. That was it. That was it. They were never going to blame themselves, um, <clears throat> or that you know. And then when you know uh, Ruben was doing this, starting the same thing. Oh, you know that for the trade balance. Oh, we're you know, our trade deficit. We have to make the dollar down so we can sell more goods. And he started bashing Japan again. I wrote a letter. I said, listen, 
I'm the one you guys called in for 87. You're going to cause the same problem. Shut up. Um, and and it, wow. it, you get people in these positions, they have zero experience whatsoever. And, and, and when you put this cluelessness worldwide with the uh, European Central Bank and the IMF and the, everything on top of everything that's going on, boy, that's just not a pretty picture of what we could be experiencing in this country in the next 10 years and have to go through to get over this thing, right? Get through it. Ooh, Look, is people wow. that are in government, they are going to act in their own self-interest, not yours. Yes, sir. How do I keep power? Yes, that's they it. will do whatever it takes to keep power. That's what the CBDC is about. All this um, pandemics, global warming. Um, I mean, you know, look, this is what's what's going on. I mean, the seventies said they said, "Oh, we're going to go into ice age." Uh, sure. I mean, you, you look at everything, ozone layer. Oh, you know, it's it's we're going to. The crops are going to fail because of, of you know acid rain. I mean, I mean, how many of these major doom and gloom things have they presented? All the ice caps were going to be gone. Yeah. I think ten years ago. Yeah, ten years. Um, you're still there. I hate to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's but you know again we're all taxed for it. Canada, you know, they put in a global warming tax uh, of a couple thousand bucks on every house. Um, now you have New York and California. Oh, outlawing gas stoves. Yes, sir. Gas stoves. I grew up with gas. I mean, you know, it's the cleanest thing possible. The best heat possible. Uh, the best to cook on. Every chef cooks on gas. Yeah. They don't cook on electricity. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> then they want to move to, you know, all this stuff with uh, electricity. Uh, they never heard of an EPM bomb. I mean, you can basically just explode that over the, the country and wipe out the Internet. Mm. Um, it fries just electronics. And uh, to me, this is 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 absolute insanity. Uh, and I have expressed that to, to Washington. I said, you guys never look at security risk. I mean, going to a central bank digital currency and you eliminate physical cash in time of war, just take out the power grid. All right? People can't buy food, nothing. You do an EPM blast, you wipe out their cell phones and everything else. You imagine the chaos that would develop because you can't buy anything because uh, there's no money. In even a more gentle, kinder way, Martin Armstrong, you know these smart meters, they can just control your electricity anytime they want. Oh, you're just... It's too cool in your house. We need to we need to raise our temperature up a little bit. Smart meters. Look, I mean, this is basically what you're looking at. Um, you get fined on that in some countries, and they're monitoring it. Yes, uh, if you have your air conditioning down too low, I mean, or heat up too high. Um, I mean, this is is all propaganda, but it's all about power. Uh, and until you learn that this is about power, you're not going to get anywhere. Yes. So um, for us, simple in, as that. For us in the cheap seats, that that you know, we we look at these things. We know that it's all made up, including COVID. We know that it's all made up. Martin Armstrong, I've uh, done four years of shows on this whole germ theory, and it's just a lie. It's 
seriously, just a lie. There is no germs. There's no virus. There's no contagion. It's just made up. It's just made up. And they're pulling it off because all the media and John Hopkins and, and all the doctors, they believe in viruses. They're amazing. Look, I mean, this amazing. is... <clears throat> amazing. Um, amazing. The media is it's just part of the whole problem. They I mean, really- they... The same thing in Russia. They called it, you know, Pravda, which meant truth. <laughs> truth. Here's an email um, for you. Uh, James says, would you please ask Martin Armstrong about this man who was in the big short, Michael Berry. They had a big article. He sent it to me that he's spending billions on a certain trades. And would you ask Martin Armstrong what he thinks about this? So I have it right here. Berry is having, making his bearish bets against the S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100. According to Security Exchange, I think he's doing about 1.5 billion going short. So, do you think he's got a, some good bets here? Look, you have to understand uh, the problem with that. <clears throat> these people that have that sort of theory—they're they're back to just domestic analysis. Period. Right. right. So the Fed does this, and, and that's it. They're not looking at the whole picture at all. Yes, we show the you know the stock market you know is is going to come down and make a a, a bit of a, a retest of support. But look at it this way: they all look at 1929 and say, "Oh, see, it's it's got okay." 1929. What was it really about? And I recommend you look at Herbert Hoover's memoirs. They're free. They're online, and just read 1931. All of Europe basically defaulted um, uh, permanently on their debt. Um, Britain went into a moratorium and then came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy these bonds on on eBay. Uh, China bonds defaulted. South America defaulted for like the fourth time. It was a major sovereign default. <clears throat> and as a result, what happened was the capital came to the United States. That pushed the dollar up dramatically. Our politicians being stupid and and dumb at the same time. (laughs) Um, Oh, this isn't fair. It's trade. We can't sell anything because the dollar's going up. So then they put in protectionism. They never understand what's happening. So these people that are out there preaching that the stock market's going to collapse. They don't know what they're talking about. All right. Back then, the United States had a balanced budget. All right. Uh, It wasn't in the situation we are today. All right. So, yes, you went to flight to quality. You went to government and you sold the private assets. This time, would you sell all your private assets and buy government bonds? Mm. It's exactly the opposite. All right. So this time it's government that's going to collapse, not the private sector. Mm. Yes, this, the S&P will make a, a move back down, retest support. Is it going to crash 80, 50, 60%? No. Um, you don't think it is? No. If it did, I mean, sell everything you have and buy because effectively we're looking at the the problem is the government side and the debt 
you're not going to do the traditional flight to quality that we saw in the 30s. Oh, buy government debt because everything else is 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 risky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I grew up with that. You know, my father. Oh, you know, you're speculating in those private things. Government is the one you want to trust. You know, and um, you know when the government bonds went down and the, all the rest. I asked my father, "Is this the way conservative people make their money?" You know, <laughs> um, in in the seventies, yeah, uh, you when- have to understand this is what's going on. In the 70s, when gold moved, what was it, Martin? Somewhere between 200 and 850, I think, up to about 1980. Interest rates went to, what was it, 16%, maybe 17? Something that, 17, that yeah. So how, 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 is it really different now? I mean, can we get, will we see mortgage rates at 15%, do you think, by the time this is over? No, I mean, that was more of Volcker uh, going kind of crazy. Was it? Um, uh gold actually had dropped below the 35 dollar brenton woods price in 1970 and then it went up to about 200 in 1974. then it fell back to 100. Mm -hmm. it rallied from there to 400 as interest rates and it was going up yes sir all right jimmy carter Um, days jimmy carter and then in december 79 it had reached 400. It went from 400 to to um, 875 in the last six weeks. Really? Why? It doubled in the last six weeks? Oh, I, yes. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, I was around, but I don't Wow. Wow. It did when Russia invaded Afghanistan. Ah, I see. It had nothing to do with inflation. Mm. It had nothing to do with interest rates. It was geopolitical. Hmm. All right. And you can look that up. You can see when Russia invaded Afghanistan, gold was trading at $400 and went to 875 All right. Wow. So gold is more of an issue with geopolitical rather than inflation. I mean, look, inf- the national debts rose um, for 19 years from 1980 and gold fell from 875 down to 250 by 1999. yes it did yeah so gold did not go up because of inflation it went down all right uh so that's all propaganda then you have the these people that oh interest rates up stock market down gold down um take a look stop being you know prejudiced when did Trump come to office and put that alongside interest rates. The Fed was raising interest rates the entire time of of when the you know when Trump was in was in office. It didn't the stock market didn't go down. And why? They called it the Trump rally. So they focused differently. All right, interest rates are merely the option on inflation. If I think inflation is going to be 10% next year, I'm not going to lend to you at five. I'll lose money. Mm-hmm. All right, I need a profit. So if I think inflation is going to be 10%, then I want 15 from you. All right. If, inf- you know, this is why lowering the interest rates to negative did not work. ECB did that in 2014. It never recovered the economy. You wiped it out. Why? Because the elderly, you said, oh, well, work your whole life, save money, and then you can live off the interest for your retirement. Mm -hmm. 
Not when it goes negative. Uh, you know, all these things, these are, are myths. And if people just stop and actually look at what these people are saying, you'll see it's all a lie all the time. You know, higher interest rates are reflective of the economy expanding. All right. There's a demand for money. All right. You keep seeing demand for mortgages, things of this nature. That's why the Fed raises, because it's demand. All right. When there, there is no demand, you lower the interest rates, trying to get people to borrow. And this is what they don't understand. If you think <clears throat> the stock market or the economy will go up <clears throat> 10%, you'll pay 5%. If you think it's going to double, you'll pay 20%. But if you don't think it's going to go up 1%, you're not going to pay 1%. It's the expectation. Yes. We've done studies on this. The stock market has never peaked with the same level of interest rates twice in history. Interesting. Because well, it's just common sense. You know, you're not going to borrow. And, you know, like I said, the ECB lowered interest rates in 2014 and negative, And the economy, it, it never turned up. And so, people could are not going to end up, you know, uh, borrowing, and then you were, you know, going negative. You were, you know, you were basically punishing anybody that had money for not spending it. Mm, yes, sir. So, other than uh, real American money, gold and silver coins and bullion, what what can we do if even half of what you're saying is accurate to weather whatever we're going to be going through for the next? few years before the government falls down and goes boom what else can we do um what else well you want to shift to basically uh uh probably a, an area that is much more um appreciative of human rights so definitely not california new york right. something like that right get out of those big cities um you know if you're coming to Florida, please go to the East Coast. The West Coast is too too packed for me. <laughs> uh, traffic is already doubled. Go over there to Miami. It's, but I mean, I mean, look, even Wall Street, it's moving to Florida. Are they really? They don't mm. talk about it. But Goldman Sachs moved the most profitable division to Boca Raton. Miami is going to be the new Wall Street. Really? Wow. Uh, people don't want to talk about it. I mean, I had a. A friend of mine was uh, one of the, you know, a senior guy, one of the top three banks in New York. Uh, I got a phone call. Hey, I'm down here. You want to go to dinner? I said, yeah, okay. I thought he was here on vacation. No, I moved. <laughs> you moved. <laughs> we can work virtual now. So I'm I'm in Florida. Thank you. You know, it's this is what's going on. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's see. Mortgage rates are going up. So. Do we borrow money now to buy real estate? Only on a fixed basis. Do Tony. not do yeah. Yeah. floating or anything like that. Uh, why are, are people willing to grant mortgages? Because it's private assets. I'd rather have a mortgage than a government bond. If you don't, if you default, I got the house. All right. If the government defaults, what do I get? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing absolutely nothing 
You can't go down to the National Gallery and start taking, you know, Picassos. So that's why you see a lot of the big money has been uh, willing to go into mortgages um, rather than anything else. I mean, I mean, even BlackRock. I mean, they've been buying up houses all the time. Are they? So, so are they bundling these mortgages into mortgage-backed securities like they used to, like Michael Berry made all his money on in 07? What was it? To no. some degree, but yeah. I mean... Uh, it's not quite as as blatant as it was before. Um, That was really pretty much a scam that I think everybody knew (laughs) was not going to end well. Um, And um, look, they were rigging the the credit rating agencies, uh, paying bribes underneath the table for that. if you go back, you can find they uh, used Elliot Spritzer, who was the prosecutor, a district attorney in New York, and he thought he was he was actually acting on his own, and he was just been manipulated. He got rid of the head of AIG because AIG refused to to guarantee all the the credit back securities for Goldman Sachs, so they had him removed turned Elliot Spritzer on him. And then Elliot Spritzer thought, oh, gee, see, I got power. Now I'm going to go after Wall Street. Oh, really? All of a sudden, oh, here's checks you paid to a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he ended up having resigned. I mean, they did that to the head of the IMF, who was against the manipulations yeah, as well. It? Yeah. And suddenly he was accused of raping a, a maid in a hotel. In a hotel room, yeah. yeah. That's be false. Yeah. Uh, they do this all the time. This is how they get rid of people. Um, and uh, look, that's what Epstein was about. Um, these people say, oh, well, he was a pedophile. Really? Then why was everybody that he was bringing into his little fold just high rollers? Uh, Bill Clinton, uh, you know, Prince Andrew, and his blackmail. Um, hey, you know, I got these pictures, you know, give me this or give me or or this comes out. This is standard operational procedure. They've always done. Here's an email from Kerry. Thanks for having Martin on. I always enjoy when you talk to him. Uh, Does he think that things could be any different if Trump gets elected in 2024? Hmm. Interesting question. How swampy is he? I mean, who? I mean, is he a good guy? Or what do you think? Yeah, uh, look, um, I went to Mar-a-Lago and had dinner, uh, I think it was in March of 2020. And I've met so many heads of state. He was actually the first one that ever impressed me. Really? Interesting. And he said he wanted to pull the troops out of Afghanistan, but the, the press never said why. And he actually said he was sick and tired of writing letters to families that your son died. He said, for what? God and country? What are we doing there? They've been fighting over borders. And I'm quoting him. We're fighting over borders for a thousand years. What difference are we going to make? Mm. 
That's why suddenly John Bolton went after him. When uh, Iran shot down an unmanned drone, Bolton wanted to invade uh, Iran. He said no. Um, I've concluded basically that you're that um, for the same reasons the CIA basically took out JFK. Mm -hmm. They only want somebody from their own little swamp. Uh, So you saw uh, John McCain, Republican. Um, He's the one that handed Hillary's fake dossier on the Russiagate to James Comey at the FBI. Yes, sir. Wasn't Hillary? All right. They they always do this. You could. He would have supported Hillary, but not uh, Trump. He hated Trump. Why? Because they're from outside the swamp. Uh, Democrat, Republican, that's very nice. They both basically feed at the same trough. Sure. So, so uh, they're oh. not going, you know, they just don't want an outsider. So Trump, I, I would... Why they're doing this to Trump is, is I think it's pretty clear. It, he is a major threat to them because now he knows the game. Didn't mm. mm. before. Mm. Um, I mean, as you know, I mean, I've been in Washington for a long I was part of like the vetting process for people to want to run for president. They would send me in to say what the, how the world economy was. But it was really a vetting process. And then I was asked, do you think he's smart enough? Can he handle it? Whatever. And then <clears throat> I was asked to go down to to meet with Bush Jr. And I was told, oh, <clears throat> this one's different. He's really stupid. <laughs> and I said, what? Uh, and I asked, why would you make so many stupid president? Where, where before it was always, do you think he's smart enough? Mm. And they said, well, he's got the name so we can win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that put Dick Cheney in. They're the ones that picked the cabinet. When Trump came, they did the same thing. Oh, you know, you have to give confidence to the world. And, the you know, the cabinet should be people with their experience. So they stuffed it with all the neocons. And Trump bought into it. He was naive. Yeah. All right. This time he's not. All right. And that's why they, there's no way they're willing to let him get close to the White House. Yeah. I think they would assassinate him if, if he did. God. Um, so, you know, there's no telling without, what has he got? Four different indictments now. I mean, if he's even going to make it to, uh, to, the, uh, to the. No. And wow. That's interesting because they think that charging somebody like that they would discredit him and it has not worked no, his, numbers keep, his, his numbers go up. Everybody up his numbers go up yeah and that's why i'm concerned that they would probably assassinate him but he can be run for president uh from a prison cell i've read that you think that's true oh no it is absolutely true it's <laughs> not a, a a bar to being president wow uh so, I mean, if he was elected president from a prison cell, then he could pardon himself and walk out. Uh, but um, I don't think that they would ever allow him to get close to that. I think they would. I, honestly, I think they would assassinate him just like they did with to JFK. Hmm. Well, let's take a quick call. Then we'll go. Good morning. Who's this? You're on the air. 
This is Sean up in Seattle. How are we doing this morning? We're good, Sean. What's up? Oh, well, two questions now that you brought up Trump. But uh, what, do you know anything about, can you confirm or deny that uh, he was he was forgiven $2 billion of his personal uh, debt by uh, the boys? Oh, do you know anything about that, Mark? And there's a story uh, he was forgiven $2 billion. Was it by Deutsche Bank, allegedly? I don't know. Do you know anything about uh, that, Martin? No, I, I, I really re- couldn't really comment whether that was absolutely true or not. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it, I don't think really that's even the issue. I mean, look at how much. Is, I mean, they're all, you know, when it comes to money, <laughs> you all got it. They're I mean, all forget in. it. Yeah, they're all in. Um, yeah, they're all in. Yeah. I think more well, of the issue is, is that he is against war. Um, like JFK was, and he just simply understands now that the swamp is both sides, which I don't think he he knew when he went in. Really, it yeah. sounded nice. Let's drain the swamp, hmm. but you had all the elite Republicans against them. Sure. Uh, so I just don't see them allowing um, him, you know, to get close to the White House. And and look, you've been around. 30 years ago, they were still all corrupt, but they at least pretended to be ethical. <laughs> today, yeah, exactly. <laughs> today, they're just not. They don't care anymore. Because, And the only reason they don't care is that they can rig elections. Yeah. I mean, I put on a, a, a clip of, of the head of the CIA, and he was directly asked, do they still rig elections? And he hemmed and hauled, and he said he wouldn't comment. <laughs> um Look, anybody who thinks that they can't, you know, is a fool. I mean, it's, you know, even Stalin said, you know, vote for whoever you want. It's the guy that counts that decides the election. Yes. Anything else, Sean? Uh, yeah, on, on another note, people keep asking me, like, Sean, what, what, what am I, what should I invest in? What's the top three picks and everything, you know, with the EV and the, and the 2030, everything's going EV. And I'm like, my take is, the electrical grid in America, just looking at it, can't sustain, you know, 10% EV vehicles right now. And so right now I just look at it as just corporate welfare. And But is it still beneficial for anybody to invest in any of the technology with the EV when there's no way on planet Earth to, in 100 years, they could upgrade the electrical grid to go electric vehicles and so I, I, what, what's your take on that? Because people keep asking me. I'm like, hey, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Just like, but, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, look, all that, I think, is just mainly a, a propaganda scandal to justify um, this whole global warming thing. And it's all yeah. about basically uh, handing power off to the U.N. And, and that's really what, it, what it's about. Hmm. Um I mean, that's another reason they were against Trump, because he wanted to get out of NATO and he wanted to get out of the U.N. Uh, and uh, look, it, it's I don't I, I have a neighbor who's got two Teslas and I joke if there's going to be a hurricane, I can fit your wife and the kid in the car. But I'll have to tie you to the roof. <laughs> but you'll be able to you know, get a lot of protein. Just keep your mouth open you know, for all the bugs. Uh, th- thanks for calling, Sean. Yeah, I've been reading people that have been uh, doing the electric car thing and various reporters out there and 
they don't even do what they say they claim they're going to do. I mean, they they don't, they don't go as far as they claim. They don't, you know, to find a charging station and then you have to wait sometimes hours to do it. I, I wouldn't get one of those things. There's no way, man. No way. No, I have a, I have one hybrid, which is a, They're pretty a good, BMW, huh? which is, it has an electric engine in the front and the gas in the back. Yeah. And I've never had to, to, to plug it in because when you, you're driving it, um, it charges the battery. Yeah. It's charging the, the yeah. battery. I mean, so it, that was practical. Yeah. Um, and I've had, I've had it. I've never had to even plug it into the wall. Hmm. Um, but you know, they don't want to make those anymore because, oh, it still has gas, you know? I mean, okay, fine. So, um, so I say, I don't see where they're very practical from a standpoint. I mean, look, if there was going to be a, a hurricane or something, how do you get out of town? If they can only go 200 miles, that's not very far. And nobody asked the question. I mean, somebody, well, where's all this electricity coming from? It's all generated, a lot of it by coal, right? Which is carbon, whatever. You know, it's just, wow. Well, we better get our little thinking caps on and get creative here, Martin Armstrong, because it doesn't look like, from a carbon perspective, the United States is going to be happy days are here again for a while, does it? I mean, I just don't... No, no the United States, as we've known it, probably gone. will not exist after 2032. But, um... What are I mean, these next 10 years are going to look like? Yeah, what the problem of dividing people yeah. is... <clears throat> Um, it's working. <laughs> it's working. Just look at the data on the IRS. I mean, it's working. Uh, all the wealth is moving to the south. Yeah. I mean, there. You know, at, like how many stores are still closed on Fifth Avenue in New York that went bankrupt with the last one? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had a a, a a PA, and she had saved up and 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 left with her fiance and they opened up a spa in uh in philadelphia and that was her life dream COVID came they lost everything and nobody says sorry or anything else and they can't sue the government um they just lost their entire savings that was it couldn't do that one online you know it's really going to be interesting to see how far these people are going to go with this new variant and what they're going to try to pull off. I mean, that's going to be interesting to look at, right? Ooh. They will use it. Um, Big time. And I think, you know, like, honestly, that's going to be our Christmas gift to the to the world, I think. But mm. um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just keep in mind, it's more about control. Yes. And that's what COVID was all about. Um I mean, I had a, a chest cold. My daughter made me go to get tested for COVID. I was tested five times, always negative. Then she sent me over to Tampa Hospital to the pulmonary place. The head of pulmonary there, I, I said, look, tested for COVID five times, all negative. And the head of the hospital says, yeah, we still think you had COVID because the tests are invalid anyhow. I said, oh, gee, thank you. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. You know they made money if they classified you as COVID. You know that, right? And then, yeah, but well, he was at least honest. He was he says, at least, look, yeah. you know, 
Um, you really stand. Well, Mr. A, it's always a pleasure to have you on and get your take on things, and it should be a fun going forward in the next few years. And thanks for being here, uh, Martin uh, Armstrong at ArmstrongEconomics.com, and have fun in the Florida sun. Well, thank you very much. We're not boiling as hot as you are in Texas, but uh, yeah. it's it's nineties max yeah. around here. Yeah. Well, Martin, take care. Well, of thank you a lot. Nice seeing you again. Nice take care you, of yourself. Sir. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Martin Armstrong, One Radio Network He's a fun guy, and his website. He's got a lot of different articles, and you can sign up and get special stuff or whatever you want to do. ArmstrongEconomics.com. I'm going to take a little break here and uh, have a little bite to eat, and then I'm going to come back in about 10 minutes, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just kind of feeling good, and I think we'll just, um, you know, talk about stuff. So stay right there. I'll just have a piece of cheese or something. It'll be fine. little plug here for my good friend Fred Dashevsky before we go. Thanks to Martin Armstrong and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't promoting my guy because he doesn't even know them, but he certainly was bullish during this conversation on pre-1965 times, quarters, halves, and silver dollars. Now, there's a lot of places you can get them, but if you'd like to support a good friend of mine who I trust, very ethical guy, what a concept. Fred Dashevsky, see his picture here? His number, 800-878-2646. And he will spend time with you or some of it, one of his staff, talk about your needs and your wants and your desires, your budgets, what your goals are, and uh, lay out a plan. Or if you want to buy some numismatics, the more expensive stuff, of how to do it. You know, the numismatics, they have a... a a, a, a premium on there and that's how Fred makes his money that you don't want to buy these guys if you think thinking about selling them in one or two years I mean of course if gold went to $4,000 you could and you'd be alright but I don't know if that's ever going to happen or silver go to $50 who knows these days but anyway talk to Fred good man solid uh, somebody that you can trust you'll never try to sell you something that you don't want or are not interested in. He's just a good guy. He's on the show on the first Wednesday of every month. So Fred Jasevsky and U.S. Coin Capital, 800-878-2646. In the world of money, thanks to Martin Armstrong, John Titus is going to be back soon the next few weeks, and also Tom Luongo will continue our exploration with Fred and Martin Armstrong and Luongo Titus, probably some of the best guys in the business to understand how the money uh, game works. So stay tuned to us and thank you for considering be a monthly supporter. If you're on BitChute right now, look down uh, below the video. You'll see the link to donation. Patrick, One Radio Network. You can send us 10 or 20 bucks a month forever <laughs> or as long as we're around here. If you'd like to do that, we could really, we'd really appreciate it. Our model of selling products is, it's just kind of over. Just my karma, baby. So thank you for your support. 
I'm, I'm going to have a little bite, and we're going to come back and see what trouble we can get into. And um, right here. Let's see how much time. Oh, probably about quarter to about five minutes or so. So I love you. Thank you. Take care. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com. <laughs>